1: Hello friends, this is Scott Holtz, Rivers in the Desert, glory to God. And uh, here is a podcast, I know we've been sending out lots of podcasts to you about the disease of speculation, uh, the recent flash floodings that fulfill Isaiah 43 here, how to effectively combat adultery, uh, defining the front, glory to God, living a spirit-filled lifestyle, the Cunning, craftiness of Man, but we had a lot of responses on that one about how the smoke and mirror about Israel and the news and media is going on. The Mystery of Mount Bashan, Glory to God, that's a beautiful one. I, I love to t- teach on that one again, but time doesn't permit, et cetera, et cetera. So we have a lot of great podcasts we've be been sending out to you, but personally for me, this one this morning really, really gets inside my spirit, man, and the excitement, peaks out my morale, peeks, I'm beginning to see, hallelujah, what God is putting together. We see in part, you know, we know in part, we prophesy in part. I'm starting to get in focus, hallelujah, what God is saying about these last days, hallelujah, and I'm excited about this fresh download with you. Let me first encourage you guys with some words from Jeremiah, um, friendly towards you, etc. Why? Because you're obeying the to speak what God told you to speak. Let's just go through that real quick. Um, and today's podcast, we're going to call it, It's Time for Migration. <laughs> so let's talk about this migration. Um, a while back, I was uh, with Dalit, and we were witnessing to this Israeli. And uh, this Israeli was not open to God at all. Actually, uh, kind of a Machiavellian-type man, uh, self-made Uh tall, handsome Israeli type guy. And we began to witness to him. He wasn't interested. And then he abruptly changed the subject to what his passion was. And his passion was developing what he first learned in the military here. But now he's working on it to to develop a patent uh, on a certain robotic device that would be used by uh, the Air Force, by Navy, by ground personnel, or by civilian airports around the world with one of the greatest uh, natural causes of plane wrecks, which is not lightning or thunderstorms or wind shear, but that of migratory birds. And for whatever reason, lots of migratory birds seem to nest around different runways of international airports around the world. And this causes a problem uh, for air traffic controllers, causes a problem for civilian, military and commercial aircraft big time. And so he has been developing uh, out of the need here in Israel, a robotic device to scare birds away from runways. Why? Is there birds here in Israel? Yeah. A lot of people don't know this, but Israel is on the main corridor, the main highway of one of the largest migration routes of species of birds, storks and uh, <clears throat> many other types of species from Central Asia, Russia, Eastern Europe, and the rest of Europe and Scandinavia. Huge amounts of birds come flying straight through this corridor, the Jordan Rift Valley, as they head down to Africa to nest for the winter, and they come back through this way on the way back. And right now, the skies, you can see beautiful, beautiful formations. Oh, it's just gorgeous from the Hula Valley all the way down south. Huge formations of storks. Uh, yeah, these are the big birds they don't carry babies in their mouth. okay, if anybody out there has that problem okay we'll just pop that bubble okay they don't carry babies, okay, but storks, these huge birds that you'll see in their nest on tops of uh, buildings and steeples, etc in Holland, uh Germany, and northern Europe area. yeah, they come right through here and they seem to nest around runways. that cause problems for the fighter aircraft, actually, my friend who's a a commander of a de- uh, fighter wing here tells me before they even take off they send out these certain explosive sounds to s- clear the birds away from the runways so we're this Israeli and he seems to have found out this robotic device he's developed that he wants to get a patent and uh, market it to all the different countries to scare birds away uh, before landings or before takeoffs for airplanes and as we're talking to this guy, and he's just being really boisterous and, you know, and difficult to manage, suddenly my Bible falls open. And this is amazing, Jeremiah chapter 8. It falls right on this text. And it says here, even the stork in the sky knows her seasons. I was shocked. Here we're talking about migratory birds. And one thing, right when I started reading this to him, he, he says, you know, if we could somehow get into the mind Of these migratory birds and change their DNA, change their innate ability to come back to these same uh, migration routes, we could solve the whole problem. I could be a multi billionaire if I could figure out how to change the migration routes of birds away from these airports. And I, I started reading this to him. I said, excuse me, listen to what Jeremiah, our ancient prophet, said. "'Even the stork in the sky knows her seasons.'" And the turtle dove and the swift and the thrush observed their time of migration, Jeremiah 8 and verse 7. But my people do not know the ordinance of the Lord. And I said, Sir, you know, it's wonderful that you're all excited, but our Creator, the God of heaven and earth, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, who sent his Son Yeshua, Jesus, as the Messiah, who we have rejected and disowned, okay? He is the one who has put inside these animals the innate ability of exact navigation, not a pre-learned idea, okay? They do it just because the Creator has put it inside of them. And Jeremiah says, if these storks that you and I see going through Israel here know their path of migration, why don't we, and why don't you specifically know the ordinances and the ways of God? And man, did he manifest! He got so mad and angry, and eventually left. And but I did my part, and I was amazed by this rhema, this word from heaven, talking about migratory birds in the in the Jeremiah when this guy was making a big spiel about his robotic device to scare away these birds. See, brothers and sisters, that's the problem here in Israel. That's the problem we have worldwide: narcissism. Acute narcissism. People are lovers of self. Paul says in saint Timothy three, dangerous, perilous times will come, and why? Because men will be lovers of self. There is a consumption for self. There is a a consuming drive here. Another Israeli I was witnessing to told me, oh, no, you you guys are different. You guys come here and you give and you help people. It's amazing. He said I was talking to a friend of mine who is an art courier who does all these different art shows, uh, different gallerias in Europe, and comes to Israel occasionally to do these art galleries. And her comment was about Israelis was, you know, these Israelis, it's kind of funny. They're like dogs chasing their own tail. They just go in circles, just they're they're only interested in trying to catch their own tail. And, uh, and he says, well, I know somebody here that isn't like that. No, I'm not saying I have to puff myself out. Come on. But this is how we're provoking Jews to jealousy here. They're saying, wow, you guys are so different. You give, you help. You're not like these other Israelis. Really. Their whole life is about chasing their own success, chasing their own tail. And so, brothers and sisters, this is what we're trying to emphasize to you. In this message, hallelujah, glory to God, that it's time to be like the stork that knows its time of migration. Now I'm going to keep on encouraging you here in this podcast and then get to the big overall picture of what these January flash floods represent of the new thing God's doing in the earth. By the way, when I started taping uh this podcast, it was nine one one on my computer. Man I'm seeing nine one one all over the place. I know it's a warning. You know, it, it's a warning without a doubt. You know, the clocks in our house that are not working right now, that are run on battery or we haven't rewound them. I, I set them to nine one one. My kids get tickled about it. You know why? Whenever I look at it, it reminds me of the urgency of the hour to be sober in this hour. And this hit home so strong recently when my son and I, you guys saw last week, I sent out a email about my son and I went to a special fighter wing. And our friend is a uh, commander of the Air Force Base there and gave us a specialized VIP tour of the base. And we had a wonderful opportunity to meet um, just the warriors that defend the skies of Israel and to see the whole squadron, of F-16s, ready for battle. And as he was helping my son into one of those planes, I looked at his watch on his wrist and it read 911. You see, I know we're in 911 here. I can feel it in my spirit, and I pray the Holy Spirit keeps you guys in that place of 9 one and the cares of life and the deceitfulness of riches and the lust for other things does not default you into a place that you forget about the 9 one hour that we're in, the 9 one hour the church is in, the 9 one hour the nation of Israel is in against their enemies. Hallelujah for his warnings. Amen. So Jeremiah goes on and says here that everyone is greedy for grain, verse 10 of chapter 8. Even the prophet to the priest, everyone practices deceit. I know a lot of people are really upset with, with the Roman Catholic Church, what's been coming out of that, and all the hidden deceit. I know people have been upset with the charismatic major ministries and all the deceit that's been coming out of that recently. Uh, I want to encourage you, brothers and sisters, there is a remnant that's on fire. There is those that love truth and righteousness. There is those who have not kissed ba- Baal on the lips, and the 7,000 have not bowed their knee. Hallelujah. So be encouraged in this hour. And I think that you're one of those, if you fit this bill, which I'm about to read, that Jeremiah went through. So we see here that Jeremiah is confronting the people, that even the birds know their migration path, but his the people of God don't even know their, how to get back to their own God. And he says here in chapter 9 that he wishes eyes were a fountain of water that may weep for the slain daughter of the people because of what is coming. And it says here in verse 4, let everyone be on guard against his neighbor. Do not trust any brother. Because every brother deals craftily, every neighbor goes out about as a slanderer, and everyone deceives his neighbor. They do not speak the truth. They have taught their tongue to speak lies. They worry themselves committing iniquity. This is amazing because the articles in the newspaper now and the talk on the street with Israelis that we're witnessing to and talking to is that look at our government. Look at the Knesset leaders. Look at, look at, you know, what's happening, to Ehud Olmert and the former mayor of Jerusalem. Look at the corruption. And even the uh, the articles coming out in the news, the newspaper, about how lying, okay, and swindling and black market and thievery and all the stuff that we see going on is the Middle East. Okay? And to survive in the Middle East, we have to be like that. And I say hogwash, To survive in the Middle East, we have to obey the Ten Commandments and obey our God, for he's our defense. Amen? And the reason Israel is an unholy nation today, okay, and the reason it's full of swindlers and full of deceit and full of corruption from the prime minister's office all the way down is because we have rejected the God of our fathers and not migrated back to him. That's the bottom line. And that's why we need lots of believers coming here to hold up this land, okay, to minister glory to God and bring forth the word of the Lord to these people that live here. Now it goes on and says here in Jeremiah 9, verse seven, thus says the Lord God of hosts, behold, I will refine them and assay them for what else can be done because of the daughter of my people? Their deceit and their lying was so bad here that God says, what more can I do but assay them? What more can I do but refine them? And this week was is Holocaust Remembrance Week. And the big riddle is, why did the Holocaust happen? How could God allow this to happen? Well, Deuteronomy 28 says that he was going to Holocaust us, part of the curse of law, if we disregarded what he said and did not follow his commandments. And part of this riddle of why did God allow this to happen was part of the curse. You see, brothers and sisters, out of the ashes of the Holocaust, the nation of Israel has been born. And there are certain Bible teachers out there that are talking of this dispensational time when the Antichrist will arise, Gog and Magog. And then there's others that do not look at dispensationalism, but whatever, are talking of another holocaust of the Jewish people, another major shaking before they'll even be ready to accept the Messiah. And again, I don't try to base my theology on apocalyptic literature, because apocalyptic literature speaks in signs and symbols and riddles, I like to base my theology, my faith on what is revealed to us in the epistles and the gospels, amen, the foundation of being the 8th and 7th century prophets of the Old Testament, the New Testament message. So I try not to get into speculation. Speculation breeds strife. Uh, we try to do what has been revealed to us, make disciples, be warriors, live right, amen, glory to God, uh, And. Let things fall the way, the way, how they're going to fall. Let God be in charge of the secret things, the things we don't know about. And what he tells us to prophesy and warn, we warn and we prophesy about. Now, let's continue this teaching right now before we get into the major download I got this week. Glory to God. Now, it goes on and says here in Jeremiah, very interesting in chapter 12. It says here that How long is the land to mourn? Verse 4, chapter 12, verse 4. And the vegetation of the country decide to wither for the wickedness of those who dwell in it. (coughs) Animals and birds have been snatched away because men have had and said, he will not see our latter latter ending. So the reason for those that spotted salamander, (laughs) the gray whale, okay, this overtures of the green movement, okay, let me just tell this. The reason species and animals are, are disappearing is because of the sin of God's people, the Word of God says. Men are committing sin and not considering their latter end. Meaning they don't consider the day of judgment that's going to come. They don't consider that God's not mocked, that what you sow you're going to reap also. They've lost the fear of a judicial precedent. It says here, if you have run with the footmen they've tired you out, how can you compete with the horses? If you fall down in the land of Shalom, how will you do in the thicket of the Jordan? Now, one of our jobs to do is to toughen you guys up, toughen you up spiritually, toughen you up emotionally, and toughen you up physically. Glory to God! And we've developed a spirit-filled fitness page, and I've tried to lead the example for you of you know losing over twenty-five kilos and getting in, in, in triathlon shape. Okay, and training with a professional team at times here in Israel um, to not just be a tough man and have this ego thing of I I did a certain race and look what I did. No, but to lead an example, a fatherly example, an apostolic example of how the church needs to get in shape in this hour. And if I was a couch potato and overweight, then how many more people out there listen to me that are living the couch potato overweight lifestyle want to get out? And if I can do it, you can do it. Hallelujah. We want to toughen you up. We want you to get into fighting weight. We want you to get to a place where you're healthy, where uh, those problems from overeating and diet and lack of exercise disappear and you become strong. Hallelujah. And that things don't affect you. Come on, folks. Hallelujah. It doesn't matter what the weather is, whether it's burning hot outside and humid, or if you're freezing cold, okay, that your body is in a great condition, you don't have any problem uh, working long hours for the Lord, hallelujah, because your stamina is built up. We're also wanting to develop you into spiritual warriors, but also we want to develop your emotions, okay? Because as you begin to move in this place of being like Jeremiah, declaring the word of the Lord against the house of God, against the backslidden people, you are going to get persecuted. And you're going to have to grow a, a tough skin, Okay, and let it drip off your back like water off a duck's back. Okay, because they're not persecuting you. They're persecuting the word of the Lord that you bring. Okay, those who are in darkness do not like the light. They hate the light, John 3 says. And so I want to toughen you up right now. It says here um, that you, if you can't run with the footman and they tired you out, what if you fall down in the land to pray in the land of peace, in the thick of the Jordan. What's he talking about? He's talking about verse 6. For even our brothers and our household of your father, they have dealt treacherously with you. They have cried out aloud after you. Do not believe them, although they may, they may say nice things to you. There is an absence of loyalty. There's an absence of love. The agape love of many is waxing cold. And Paul says in 2 Timothy 3, in the last days, perilous, dangerous times will come because men are lovers of self. And even this morning, when I was getting ready and having my uh, breakfast hallelujah, small little breakfast before exercising and before approaching the microphone here at 911 here on my computer screen, the Spirit of God began to speak to me and says, Don't have too many friends in this hour. Now, He didn't say, Don't pull away from people. You know, we have so many people we're hanging out with, sometimes too much. Okay, a lot of acquaintances, a lot of people we know, but don't have too many friends. I know exactly what he meant. Because the love of many is waxing cold, okay? You don't want to open up the window of your soul to people that could become a Judas or will not run the race with you, okay? Let God bring the friendships. Don't try to make them just because you need social interaction. Why? Because it says here, even though... They say nice things to you, don't believe them. And these are people of your own household. So this race of faith in this last hour, and how not to fall down in the thicket of the Jordan, how to keep up with the foot soldiers, Jeremiah says, is to be careful of brothers and sisters in your own household, family members, acquaintances, people you may have had Great fellowship with in the house of God, then I have turned their anger against you. Why? It's because you are moving after God and you want to please Him ruthlessly. Okay, look at look at the greatest prayer ever prayed by any human. The Lord Jesus, God in the flesh, in the Garden of Gethsemane, He says, "Abba, not my will, Your will be done." Take this cup from me, yet not my will, your will. Jesus did not want to do what he was about to go through, but he cried out in that garden. But your will, Abba, be done. Such pleasure, such a furnish of pleasure to do God's will, no matter what darkness was about to come. The fight in his flesh, even drops of blood that came out of the very pores. Come on, as he sacrificed himself, he gave himself over to the will of, of Abba Father, hallelujah. And that released not just the forces of hell to come against him and to crucify him, but it released an incredible spirit of denial, of lying, of cursing, of rejection. All the disciples left. Peter cursed him, Peter denied him. You see what happened, brothers and sisters. This is the mystery I've been talking to you about. The reproaches of those who reproached thee have fallen on me. They've hated me without cause. See what's going to happen when you begin to open up your spirit, man, like a furnace to give him glory, to give him praise, to worship him, to do only his will. Not only does it crack heaven open of God's blessings on your life, but it causes the reproaches of the enemy to be heightened against you. It caused people who you thought were your friends take revenge on you. It's a mystery, I know. I don't understand it all. But this is our greatest honor, this side of glory. Hallelujah. Is the reproaches of those who reproached him, he allows to fall upon us. What an honor. We get to become the scum of the earth, the dreg of all things. Hallelujah why because we've found that place we only want to please him and it makes people around us uncomfortable it makes spouses uncomfortable husbands and wives you know many people I talk to where they want to go on fire for god but suddenly their spouse or husband or wife starts attacking him criticizing him belittling him controlling him come on and they thought they had a good marriage before no you you thought you had a good marriage and you have a marriage, okay? But what happened? You started ascending higher in God and people that did not want to go that direction began to complain, began to get upset, began to voice out of the flesh, you are <laughs> you are making them uncomfortable. So don't pull back. See, it's a mystery, this reproach that comes. That's what happened to Jeremiah. Jeremiah is being warned to be careful of even his very own family members. Now, let me take you to Jeremiah. I know this is helping people out there. Jeremiah chapter 20. You see, brothers and sisters, I've lived this firsthand. May not be to the point of martyrdom like our dear brothers and sisters in Southeast Asia, Korea, North Korea, China, China other places of the world, Africa, Central Africa have experienced for their faith. But I know this is that I was a professional minister. I was trained. I had an anointing and calling from God. People were attracted to our testimony. People were attracted to our radicalness and our street witnessing and the signs and wonders. Hallelujah. And people and pastors would invite us into their churches the last 20 years to stir up their churches And we had a lot of relationships, a lot of different pastors. And then the Spirit of God began to speak to me that judgment was coming. And he told me to write the book, The Mystery of Lawlessness. It was during that time that I noticed, I said, Lord, I can't preach this. I mean, I can preach it to your remnant, but I can't preach this in the pulpits because we're making plans to move to Israel. And if I preach this, we're going to lose all the support. And I remember he said to me, he said, he says, who's your supply them or me you are lord he says i want you to obey me i remember i i canceled my my itinerary i didn't travel anymore because i wanted to live what i was about to write and then suddenly we get a call from goldman sachs large jewish investment firm in new york city he says Is this mr holtz i said yes he said we have one of our clients uh, has the, wants to wire you ninety thousand dollars can we please have your routing number I went hallelujah and that ninety thousand that came in was able for the meet the expenses for the whole year of the ministry and allow me to spend time on my face hallelujah sweating it out dying to self to bring forth this message the mystery of lawlessness and the Lord began to buttress my heart, saying, "When you begin to preach this, you're going to see what's going to happen." And what began to happen was people began to manifest the lawlessness in their hearts. People began to manifest their own desire for their own kingdom building. People began to manifest, and thank God that that financial supply was there so we could preach it unhindered. Hallelujah! And then what began to Developed was this suddenly. The World Trade Center was hit by the terror attack, and now God said, "Because you dealt with lawlessness, go after the spirit of lawlessness that's in the earth, which is manifesting as terrorism." Hallelujah! And great signs and wonders began to happen against fugitives, against terror, terrorism, against um, these uh, puppets of the underworld. Hallelujah! And in being faithful in that ministry, Hallelujah and trying to get the warriors riled up to go against terrorism, we began to recognize that a lot of people were living in sin and didn't, weren't ready to, to take on the terrorism knife because they themselves were terrified of the sin they were living in. And we began to lose friendships. We began to lose acquaintances. We began to lose uh, fellowship with certain believers that we had enjoyed fellowship with before because we decided to pick up the pace in the race. And they complained; they didn't want to go any faster. Uh, I remember one minister; I was I was pleading with him on the telephone, uh, and I, I just stole this out to you guys. You know, uh, <laughs> it's really interesting. Is I was preaching at this church in Oklahoma, and as I was preaching there, I noticed that the, the pastor told me a lot of his church was made up of ex drug addicts and uh, from rehab, and they had gotten them born again, and I, the church was on fire for God and. There was a lot of guys there that in the church looked like they had a Harley Davidson, okay, that looked like they were part of motorcycle gangs, whatever, they fit the bill in how they dressed and how they looked. But you go in the parking lot, there was no motorcycles there. And I don't want people blowing their head gas when they they hear what I'm about to say. Just listen what I'm saying, and, and if the shoe fits, wear it. He says, I teach these men... Don't ride their motorcycles anymore, because there's an element of rebellion and lawlessness in it, and they need to be delivered because it's their idol that's why you don't see it there and I says that's amazing because there's an assistant pastor I know that I am telling him that they need to go out and witness on Saturday night, and instead he's taking all the church out on motorcycle tours, and he goes ah, it's lawlessness <laughs> Can you imagine that it's amazing. And so I called this assistant pastor and told him, you know what the pastor had told me here. And I really felt like here he has a whole church full of uh, ex-bikers, and but they don't have any bikes anymore. And it's a character thing being developed here. I, I, don't, I don't think it's wise that you take your people <clears throat> at your church out on these motorcycle tours instead. you should be doing radical evangelism, whatever. And he sort of manifested getting mad at me, sort of cussing at me on the phone, telephone. And so I wrote him a letter about Gethsemane. And he told me, well, I already died once when I got saved. I said, no, 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 no. The Bible says we die daily to our will. And he honestly said to me, well, I'm scared. I don't know how to do that. And with that, our friendship ended because he wasn't willing to go any further. Now, I know a lot of people have their own stories and their own testimonies, okay, and their own scars of battle. But I bring that up to say a lot of people that are attacking us or attacking you and the message that we're bringing are not attacking you out of revenge. It's they're attacking out of default because they're scared. They don't really know the love of God. And they're afraid if they give up these little pet idols they have, that they'll have this void in their life. You see, brothers and sisters, come on, hallelujah, (laughs) hallelujah. We are in the job of bringing godly sorrow to men. Glory to God. Now, it goes on and says here in Jeremiah 20, in verse 7, O Lord, thou hast deceived me, and I was deceived, thou hast overcome me and prevailed. I become a laughingstock all day long. Everyone mocks me. How about that for ministry? Jeremiah is complaining, saying, Lord, you deceived me. Each time I cry, I speak aloud and proclaim violence and destruction, because for me, the word of the Lord resulted in reproach and derision all day long. You see, brothers and sisters, when we began to deliver this message, especially if you go to our website, earlymorningmanna.com section, and read The Scum of the Earth, Part 1 and 2, that is a message of reproach. Okay? And the word of the Lord will bring that reproach, and that is our honor in this hour is to bear that reproach. It goes on to verse 9. But if I say I'll not remember him or speak any more in his name, then in my heart it becomes like a burning fire shut up in my bones. I'm weary of holding in. I cannot endure it. Have you heard that song? It's like fire shut up in our bones. Woo! It's not a happy melody, folks. This fire burning in his heart shut up in his bones is a fire of holy constipation afflicting him if, because he's decided no longer to reach the word of the Lord anymore. Because people laughing and reproaching him. Verse 10, for I've heard the whispering of many, terror on every side. Let us denounce him. All of my trusted friends are watching for my fall. Say, perhaps he will be deceived so we prevail against him and take our revenge on him. But the Lord is with me like a dread champion. Therefore, my persecutors will stumble and not prevail. They'll be utterly ashamed because they have failed. With an everlasting disgrace, they'll not be forgotten. Yet, O Lord of hosts, thou detest the righteous. Hallelujah glory to God who seest the mind and the heart let me see the vengeance on them for to thee I have set forth my cause sing to the Lord praise the Lord for he has delivered the soul of the needy one from the hand of the evil doers so the hand of the evil doers here are the very trusted friends and brothers and family members and acquaintances Jeremiah had that began to persecute him Okay, why because and take the revenge on him because of the word of the Lord. And Jeremiah had had enough of it, and he was no longer going to preach this word, and it became like a holy constipation shut up in his bones. He couldn't hold it back. And that is the place, brothers and sisters, you know when you're in God's perfect will. When you're at the place where Jesus, our master, was, Lord, not my will, but your will be done. Lord, take this cup from me. I don't want to do it, but not my will, your will. When you bring forth the word of the Lord out of a humble, pure heart, for the sake of truth, the sake of, of and you begin to have spouses or children or in laws begin to act like outlaws, trusted friends, ministry associates, whatever, begin to attack you, slander you. Why? Because you're bringing forth a hot potato message, you're bringing forth a word. That cuts to the bottom of their core. Come on, folks. And it's in that place that you have to recognize that you have been called to bring forth this reproach of the Lord. It's our greatest honor in this hour to convict men, to assay them, to smelter them, to refine them. Hallelujah. To bring forth pure gold, to separate the wood from the hay and the stubble. This is what God's word is doing in this hour. And he says here, but the Lord is with me as a dread champion. And I want you to experience God in this hour as Aritz Gibor, the awe-inspiring. I love this the- the- theological word book of the Old Testament. It says Aritz Gibor is awe-inspiring, terror-striking, ruthless, <laughs> mighty warrior. Hallelujah. God himself is becomes this ruthless, mighty, terror-striking champion on your behalf because you are delivering the definitive whole counsel of God in this hour. Men are lovers yourself. Narcissism, acute narcissism is what blinds the West in this hour from what is happening worldwide. Let's now move into the next segment of the teaching Isaiah forty three, Behold I do something new, now it shall spring forth. you not be aware of it. I make a roadway in the wilderness, rivers in the desert. Now you know you're being prepared for this new thing when you're having problems, turmoils, you're having situations going on, friends, family, coworkers, whatever. Maybe they're believers. Of course, if they're unbelievers, of course they're gonna uh, get all nasty act like a bunch of yahoos towards you because they don't like the light. But it's those that you fellowship with that have turned against you. And it's one reason why. Because of narcissism. Lover of self. This is the most dangerous thing I see right now in putting bringing forth weapons-grade clay. Warriors that are clay. Weapons-grade clay for the master's use is a rise of selfishness the rise of self-centeredness, the rise of I, me, my. Then you say, How, are you sure I'm, I don't want to be afflicted with this plague? Well, what you have to do is do inventory. Look at the songs that turn you on, that get you excited. Are you singing about the elements? Are you singing about what God has done for you? Are you singing what God can do for you? Or are you singing directly to him? Are you giving honor and glory and praise to him? Or is your favorite music talking about what he's done for you? Okay, think about it. uh, There's psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. You want to stay in the song of the Lord. Nothing wrong with psalms and hymns that will teach you the ways of God, teach you about who He is, teach you, testify of what He has done for you. But that's not the highest praise God's looking for. He's looking for those that will worship Him, that will give Him honor and give Him glory. Even as I'm speaking, I just feel the glory. I feel His presence, Him Himself, standing here in our worship center Worship, uh, ooh, in our underground bunker here. Hallelujah. (laughs) He's here. Glory to God. May I decrease and he increase. And so as you worship him, as you understand he is seeking those to worship him in the spirit and truth, when you're so brutally honest with him, brutally honest with one another, and brutally honest with yourself, hallelujah, that your life becomes this living sacrifice only to do his will. And as you're getting this persecution, as you're getting this uh, uh, mysterious trials and desert testing, don't keep writing me and ask me to blow the shofar, because maybe I need to blow the shofar to increase the trial, to increase the uh, the Celsius degrees okay of the fire in your life maybe god wants you in this fire in this situation to purge you to refine you Woo, glory to god to bring you forth like pure gold weapons grade clay for his potter's will to fashion you into a new instrument and that's what's happening in this hour brothers and sisters now we've been a holy ghost weather forecasting center For many years, we go in and out of the Yeshimo and Aravah, Isaiah 35, Highway of Holiness area in the southern desert of Israel. The last time it flooded like this was before the revival broke out, the renewal, whether it be through Rodney Howard Brown, Toronto, uh, Brownsville, Smithtown, or whatever, all the other multiple places God's Spirit was moving upon fellowships in the early 90s, mid-90s. That was preceded by an incredible move of rainfall in the desert. However, this latest rainfall, this latest flash flood caught the nation of Israel by surprise. I know a park ranger who works in that area, His actually what he likes to do on the side is take people when it floods and rains very rarely to take them to the different mapal or the waterfalls in the Negev, in the Ishimon Desert, in the uh, Aravah, Because people just love to watch these beautiful, magnificent waterfalls break out. So he was about to do that this night in January, but the rain, so much rain flooded, there wasn't just waterfalls, the whole highways were full. And he told me, Scott, I was so scared. i would never seen so much water my entire life, especially since being a park ranger here. I got home and barely escaped with my life. That's how much water fell. Look at our website. Look at the pictures. Look what happened in the south of Israel. It was unprecedented. They, didn't, they never had so much rainfall in one night in the desert. Whew. So what is God speaking out of that event? Definitely there's something new. Definitely it's co- combined with a new movement of spirit. But what is, it, what is the focus of all this? Here it is. Are you ready? The Lord has told me to begin to proclaim to spirit-filled Christians throughout the earth, It's time to migrate. Meaning the emphasis of the last days is not upon America or Britain or Scandinavia or China or Africa or Australia or South Africa. The emphasis of the last days is the Middle East, specifically Israel and Jerusalem. Now, before people asking me all these questions, how, what, why, how do we do this? I want you to be people of simple faith and say, Lord, here am I, send me. That's all you have to do. God will do the rest. All you have to say is, Lord, here am I, send me. What the Lord wants to do now is turn the resources of his body, the different brigades, the different fighting units, the different remnants of people he have, he wants to turn them toward Israel in this hour for her salvation, for her protection, for her sustenance. The same way the church persecuted the Jewish people in the Holocaust is the same, or denied or didn't help, is the same way God wants to use the church in this hour to lift up the hands of this nation, to lift us up, to protect us, to flood us with hope and nourishment and joy and financial provision and friendship. Hallelujah. And most of all, to lift up the name of Jesus to this nation. Hallelujah. How's this migration going to flesh out in the natural? Well, that's between you and God. That's the exciting part of the adventure. But... You may be in a, a job, a vocation, in school, a student, uh, retired. I want to say to those who are retired, it's time to refire. My job is to warn you today through this broadcast to alert you that something new is happening in the earth. And God is now focusing his end time revival, awakening, outpouring upon this area of the Middle East. Okay, and it's time for those who live outside of Israel to humble themselves and recognize that the time of the Gentiles has been fulfilled, that God will continue to bless the Gentile nations. but his main emphasis in this hour, his a priority is the salvation of Israel and, 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 and an awakening among the Muslim peoples that live around this region. So what can we do? Well, we can start learning Hebrew and Arabic. We can start understanding, the demographics of the area, becoming as a Jew to win the Jews, becoming as an Arab to win the Arabs, Uh, starting to understand. You know, I I, I tell the uh, people here, they tell me there's no answer to the Palestinian problem. There's no solution. I say, there is a solution. The Israeli government needs to uh, bring in hundreds of thousands of trained Christian missionaries who are fluent in Arabic, flood them into the West Bank, Judea, Samaria, and Gaza, and because when Muslims get born again, they become pro-Israel. And they say, wow, that's brilliant. This is awesome. This is what actually needs to happen, brothers and sisters. We need more Christians to come here that will preach the gospel, that are not ashamed of the gospel. Hallelujah. That will pray, that will, that will begin to uh, come here, buy real estate, buy a timeshare, buy an apartment, buy a, come in and out of this country. Use your vacation time from now until Jesus comes. Your vacations are always coming over here, okay? Begin to ask God for financial freedom that you can leave. You can leave your business in the hands of others and come back and forth from in and out of Israel, hallelujah. Or if you're not able to come to Israel because your children are small at this time or whatever uh, your local situation is in your sector of responsibility, you can start funneling finances into Israel's salvation, hallelujah, into the new thing that God's doing here. Not because I'm here, other ministries here, but because this is what God's saying, brothers and sisters. He spoke to me. Now, the first day of the week, I usually go, get up early and go swimming. The shock blackness, spend time with the Lord, then go swimming afterwards. And there were some alerts out that there was coming a major dust storm from the south from the deserts that surround Israel, and that to be very careful because of the air quality it was going to be very hazardous. So we heard that. We didn't know sure what time I was going to arrive last week. So I'm swimming with a couple other <coughs> uh, Israeli athletes, Special Forces guys. We're swimming in the open ocean, Mediterranean. And after about three kilometers of swimming, I noticed my foot begins to burn a little bit. And I look up, and the sky looks beautiful, this ocean is crystal clear. They keep on going, heading north. Uh, I turn around because I need to get back. Time was running out. I need to get back home to the office. And as I turn back to head back south, I look up and the whole skyline is this dirty, smoggy, brown look, thick as soup. I've never seen it like that before in Israel. Thick as soup, pre holocaust remembrance steak comes in this ashen, brown-looking sky, and it was the dust storm coming in. And when I saw that, I swam fast to get out of the water and get in my car and get home. And uh, the other two guys I knew got caught in that, and they said, man, it was so hard to breathe and the waves and the wind. We should have turned around when you did. And that's what I was trying to tell these guys. You listen, to the dust storm was coming. Let's get out of here. No, no, we'll be fine. Well, they got caught up in it. And uh you know, I was coughing for days out of that. I was like, man. And that's what I feel like. I see this storm, I see this thing coming on the horizon right now. And I'm doing my best to get out of the the watery environment I've been in and get out into the new thing that he's doing. Brothers and sisters, you've got to cry out to God, Lord, I am here, I am ready for migration. You see, brothers and sisters, it's time to migrate to Israel. It's time to take the the energy, the desire, the sheer numbers of believers, especially in America and Canada, who love Israel and begin to deluge this land with prayer, deluge this land with financial support, deluge this land with operations, deluge this land with everything That we've been doing, come on folks, the same way the church moved to help Haiti, the church needs to rise up in North America and become centered on becoming as a Jew to win the Jews, to be centered on this gospel proclamation in this area of the world. It's time for migration. Now, I don't know what that means for some of you to move here permanently. You say, well, how's God going to do that? Listen, folks, I have no idea. I had no idea how we are going to move here. Hallelujah. And we had secret donors, he, she, they, are angels. We have no idea who these people were who paid for this facility, that we could live here. Glory to God. All we need here is monthly expenses to come in. We trust God every month for us to come in. Now we have more monthly expenses. We, we need to stay on top of that here. And God is bringing the ravens. Hallelujah. We're living on ravens provision. It's been awesome. We're here because he wants us here. It's such an adventure to be here. There's so many exciting things that's going on here. Not just excitement. This is the place that God tests people. The best and worst happens here. It's just awesome. Hallelujah. Will you come? Will you pray? Will you come? You have something to give as a believer who loves him. Many of you we know. Some of you we don't know. Hallelujah. But this country needs your support. This nation of people. They need love. They need comfort. They need champions. They don't need weird believers that come over here. Weird. I mean, they don't work. They live at poverty level. They sponge off everybody. They just, they're weird. They're flaky. Okay. Okay. They call it the Jerusalem Syndrome. Israelis laugh about it. We need solid believers, okay, that are mentally stable, that rejoice in trials, that come over here because they love God so much. And God is saying, it's time for migration. It's time for you to bless my people Israel. It's time for you to comfort them. It's time for you to get out of your, your, your mamby, pamby, self-centered lifestyle, narcissist, acute narcissism. Okay, and start laying down your life for others. Lay down your life for what God's about to do here. Lay down your life. They need the gospel message here. They need people here to bless them. They need to know they're loved. They are the sons of the prodigal, sons of the New Testament, prodigal sons of the New Testament. They need you in this hour. That's the new thing, brothers and sisters. It's adventurous. It's the most exciting apocalyptic grand finale we could ever imagine but we know in part we prophesy in part and the part I'm prophesying today to you it's time for migration it's time for you to visit here time for you to look at buying real estate here it's time for you whether you're Jewish or non-Jewish doesn't matter don't try, if you're non-Jewish don't try to be a Jew okay be comfortable the way you've been born hallelujah your identity is not in who you're born your identity is in Jesus you can come in here you can visit. You can bless. Hallelujah. This is the purpose I see. And even now, as I'm talking to you, one of the commanders of a special force, should, just calling my mobile phone, that noise you just heard. They need us. and I feel responsible for these special forces that we're meeting and we're helping. Some are open to the gospel, some are not. But they look to us. They love us like family. They look to us for help. They look to us for provision Look to us for emotional support. And these are the men and women that are guarding the front lines of this nation. Hallelujah. Brothers and sisters, it's time for migration. I just want you to pray. You know, don't get into all the specifics. How is this going to happen? How am I going to convince my family to come over here? Come on, don't get into that place of speculation. Just be willing to go whether it's here full-time or you go back and forth. Be willing to migrate here to help. Father, and sisters, it's been awesome to share this word with you. There's so much more. I just feel led right now to stop. Uh, This is a heart-searching word for you to go and pray, God, not my will, your will be done. To migrate here, hallelujah, to live here, to visit here on a repeated fashion, to bless the people here your whole life, everything you're doing outside of Israel, job, business, family, is being geared for here. Hallelujah. This is what pleases God. This is the harvest. All the nations coming up to Jerusalem in the last days. It's here, brothers and sisters. Things are happening. Glory to God. We have uh, some special needs. Again, to let you know that the owner of the property that we want to build out a, a center tactical training center has approached us and it's up for sale uh you can see those pricing 1.3 million for the land and to build out the facility which is a a real bargain here hallelujah second we're still needing uh just under a hundred thousand dollars for special operations and uh, the monies that we're pouring into different units to help them and the different secret stuff things that we're doing hallelujah So do, be generous, be generous to give. Uh, We're currently needing uh, a quick infusion of about $11,700, almost $12,000 to take. uh, We were approached by a different unit that they would like uh, us to help them. Glory to God. And then also, we're still needing to uh, build out the bomb shelter here with an electric generator. Uh, Also prepare it for any chemical or possible nuclear activity. Uh, The first thing is get a diesel generator that can run the entire facility here in case there's a problem. Second is a special air ventilation system um, in case there is a missile attack, which I saw is coming. Hopefully it will not be chemical, but if it is, we'll be ready for it. We'll be ready to help people. So this is how we can comfort God's people. And Dalit and I want to say again, thank you for your generous support, for believing in us, loving us, Glory to God, and it's really great victory report as some of the pastors and past friendships that uh, evaporated away from us because of the strong message of repentance we brought are now reconnecting again, are recontacting us. So it's beautiful to see that they're coming, shaking themselves from the spirit of the world, hallelujah, and recognizing that the message is from God, and they did a many mistake. They killed the messenger <laughs> because they didn't like the message. It's all right, hallelujah, we get our rewards in heaven. But it's beautiful to see Shevad Achim Uh Those of you that desire to come here, again, make your plans, make your hotels. We're not a tour company. Uh, you can probably come over with a group uh, and then we can put you in different places, take you to different places on a VIP type tour situation, especially when taking you to the north to Mount Hermon, where you get really, really blessed. Glory to God by uh, the teaching that God has given us concerning the Mount of Transfiguration and the equipping that goes on thereof. Anyway, let us hear from you soon. We love you guys. We really want to build out this center. Uh, We really want to continue blessing these special forces. uh, And we want to have an abundance to do it. Thank you for sowing and believing in what we're doing. We love you guys. And again, it's time for migration. Turn your hearts toward Israel. Turn your hearts toward Jerusalem. The time has come to favor her. The set time has come. Shalom, shalom. Bye-bye.
0: Thank you for being a part of Rivers in the Desert International, listening to our message today to you. Perhaps you have a friend, perhaps yourself are sitting there and wondering, where would I go if I died today? We'd like to give you a great privilege of praying with us and leading you to a knowledge of Jesus the Messiah. The Bible says if any man or woman would call upon the name of Jesus, they would be saved. The Greek word for saved is healed, delivered. It's a wonderful promise. You're there now in your automobile, perhaps at home listening. Go ahead and pray this prayer with me. Say, Dear Father, I ask you in the name of Jesus to forgive me of my sins. The Bible says, if anybody would call upon your name, they would be saved. I'm calling today, Lord. Save me. Forgive me. Cleanse me. Take all of my sins and cast them into the sea of forgetfulness. Father, I'm coming, running home to you now. In your name I pray, amen.
1: If you'd like to contact us in our ministry, you may do so by writing us at Rivers in the Desert, P.O. Box 2788 in Alpharetta, Georgia, 30023 in the United States of America.